0: Erica Alfaro posed with her mom and dad in these graduation photos that have gone viral. including One that, that moved both of us. It shows this woman, Erica Alfaro, with her
1: parents, both immigrants from Mexico.
0: Behind every powerful picture is a powerful story and this one is no different. Her book, Harvesting Dreams, won the International Latino Book Award. You can use your adversities as an excuse to stop. Or you can use it as a reason to keep moving forward.
1: Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another edition here on Catanation Studios. And we are going to do something great here as we share about a book called Harvesting Dreams. As well as share the story of someone that's already making headlines outside of San Diego, but even all over the world. And this is just an incredible story that I cannot wait for all of you to hear. So without further ado, let me introduce to you Erika Alfaro. Pretty much we're just gonna talk about your book, some of like the accomplishments that you've done and then kind of share about it.
0: Uh, I'm not sure how much you know about me. In 2019, my graduation picture went viral. It made headlines around the world and that gave me the opportunity to become a keynote speaker. And when I used to share my story with students, they will always ask me, do you have a book? And I remember that one of my goals was to write a book. I I set that goal 10 years before. And in 2022, it became a reality. It is
1: truly an incredible story seeing where you have gone to. And I'm very intrigued as to like, how did it feel that Because I'm reading right here on your website right now and you mentioned about dealing with domestic abuse, a toxic marriage, and I just want to know how that, how it all felt and how did it contribute to where you're at today?
0: I come from a culture where it it was very common to see domestic violence in the family, uh, from my grandpa, from my uncles. Not for my father, but it was very common for women to say, it's okay, that person is your son's father, and you have to stay regardless. I, it was a hard decision, but I wanted to be the first one in the family. When I decided to end the abusive relationship, I was told many times, you're not going to make it as a single mother. And probably that was one of the reasons why I decided not to give up. Because I was told that so many times that I told myself, you have to be the first one in the family to break that chain and to to show a different path to the younger generations."
1: Well, you've mentioned that you're a keynote speaker and share with us about some of the places where you've spoken and kind of like the message that you give to people.
0: As of today, I have given over 200 speeches. I have spoke as far as Atlanta, Georgia. I've been in Washington uh, for the month of May. I'll be traveling to Wisconsin. I'll be going to Miami. Uh, I speak at colleges, universities, and conferences. And my main message is that you can use your adversities as an excuse to stop, or you can use it as a reason to keep moving forward.
1: Yeah, it's a very tough thing to see, like, in the Latino community to kind of, like, be out there. And But uh, times are changing, definitely, for the better for us. And we are giving more opportunities to be out there speaking, writing our story, being in movies, sharing books. So um, how have you seen, like, that transition now as opposed to when you were a child?
0: I I feel that nowadays you can see more Latino role models. When I was younger, I grew up in a community where you didn't see them. Uh, it was hard for you to see yourself in a higher position, in a leader leadership role. And now, for example, like you, Alex, you are doing this podcast and sharing stories. Uh, you're representing the Latino community in a way that something that you have never saw before. And maybe you're the first one in the family and maybe it might be difficult. Uh, that is the same way for me. Uh, being the first Latina keynote speaker in my family and maybe in my community, it's not easy because you don't have someone to guide you. But what I notice is that as Latinos, we're more willing to support each other. Uh, we're more willing to represent and to share our stories for the next generation.
1: Oh no, I totally see that. I mean, I've had people up to 19 um, 90- um, nineteen years old, twenty years old. Um, actually, the podcast is gonna come out right, uh, right before yours. It's a little eleven-year-old girl who's a musician.
0: Oh wow, <laughs> that's beautiful.
1: So it's really cool to see the diverse in people nowadays. Um, I did want to learn a little bit about your book, which has won uh, a ton of awards. It is called uh, Harvesting Dreams. And just share with us about the story. And more importantly, how did this come about?
0: That story, uh, I wrote that book as a gift to my younger self. Because when I was in college, it was hard for me to find a story, a story that I could relate to. And in 2020, there was no more excuse. I said, wow, now I have the time. Uh, that was my excuse. But when I wrote that book, I wanted to share my journey because sometimes we see the success of a person, but we don't see the journey. And also it was a book intended for mainly students to give them hope. Uh, When I wrote that book, I decided to fully focus on my journey in education because we all have a story and That's how I came up with the idea of writing Harvesting Dreams, Define the Odds to Achieve the American Dream is the subtitle, Uh, because I I wanted to show other students that besides the adversities, that you can accomplish anything, that hard moments in life are not there to stop you, but to make you stronger.
1: That's something that I think um, a lot of people were planning on doing. So I want to know a little bit about Some of the stories that you've heard from people when they talk to you about your book, can you share maybe like a brief like moment where you saw like the impact on your book?
0: Yes. Uh, One time when I went to speak at a school, there was this lady carrying my book. And as soon as she, she made eye contact with me, she started crying. I was a little bit confused. But then she sat right next to me and she said, your story is my story. I was able to relate to you in so many ways. And we both cried. I hugged her and I and she told me, I wish I had this book before. I wish I had this book. And that that is one of the examples of the reactions that I get from other women, other students. Uh what it's beautiful is that when I go and speak to, to colleges and universities. Usually colleges purchase my books for their students, and when I get there, by then, they already know who I am, and it's so beautiful how they they tell me how they were able to relate to my story, or the emails that I get, the messages, students saying, oh, I was about to give up, but now I see that there's hope. I was also academically disqualified. I also went through domestic violence. I was also a teen mom. And I get hundreds of messages like that, that it's so beautiful to know that my story is the story of many other people, many other Latinos in our community.
1: And how has your family taken your journey? Like, I know they're probably your biggest supporters, but I just kind of want to learn about like, how has that feeling been to be that person in the family that is representing you guys?
0: It's interesting because at first, when the first uh, news came out, uh, it was a local channel uh, just in North County, and all my family was very excited. They were like, oh, my gosh, you're famous. But then it started coming out like almost on a daily basis. CNN, uh, Yahoo News, uh, Univision, Telemundo, they even made a small like mini movie about my story that... Recently, uh, last week, I came out on the news again and I tell my brother and my sister and they're like, oh, that's cool. But it became very normal for them now. <laughs> they're just like, oh, OK, <laughs> because I was also on newspapers and from from pages of magazines. Uh, they are proud and happy for me, but they see me, my my siblings, they see me as their sister, Erica, it's just Erica. And my parents, even my mother, she told me, well, you can maybe be famous to other people, but for me, you're just my daughter. (laughs) Which is Uh, very cute.
1: (laughs) That's really sweet. Um, I did find the movie. It's called the Cronicas de Univision, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, it's called Echale Ganas and you can see my life portrayed by actors of Univision.
1: Oh. Awesome. And was it like on TV or where did you guys get a chance to see it? Like digital? gym?
0: Uh, The interesting thing is that at home, we don't watch TV and not for any religious reasons. But we were extremely broke 15 years ago that we couldn't afford to pay $50 a month for TV. And so we stopped watching TV that it became the normal. We just stopped watching the news. We stopped watching everything Um, when this. mini movie came out in Inovision uh, we didn't have a place to watch it but the good thing is that I was able to request a link and they shared the link with me and that's how my family and I were able to see it
1: okay um I did want to know so this podcast is going to be coming up May 17th mm-hmm. I don't know anything that's going to be coming up by then
0: Ooh, May 17th. Well, May 17th, uh, May 20th is the day that I'll be taking my parents to New York. I won't be speaking. Or There's really nothing coming out around that time. But it's very close to a very special date, the date that I that I will be taking my parents to New York.
1: That's, that's beautiful. And that's really cool that you are now able to take your family out to all these places. That's really cool. Yes. Um, to the people who are going to be listening to this podcast, I want to know if there's any message that you want to give to anybody who's listening right now, any encouragement that you want to give to anybody who wants to be an author, any mother that's struggling out there, any big message you want to give to anybody who's listening to this?
0: Yeah. Something that I want to tell everyone is that we become what we think. If you think that you cannot do it, you're right, and if you think that you can do it, you're also right. Uh, the most important thing that a person can have is a good attitude, a positive perspective, and that is something that I want to tell the Latino and any, anyone listening this, this podcast, because uh, many times the reason why we don't accomplish something is because we, we don't know how to, to motivate ourselves. Uh, be your best friend, Be your biggest supporter and you'll be able to accomplish anything.
1: Very beautiful. And Erica, I just want to say that I'm very thankful that you came on the show. Um, When I read your story that Edith sent me, I was very happy. Let's not make this the last time we connect. We definitely got to have you for future events, Mm pop-ups. That's kind of like my job in the world of San Diego City Heights. So I would definitely love to connect with you even more. And maybe even meet some other people that you can inspire.
0: Yes, of course. Yeah, uh, you have my phone number. I'll send you my email. You have my website. Please feel free to reach out. And I can, I definitely look forward to uh, the future and see what how else we can partner up.
1: Thank you so much, Erica. Well, that's going to be it for this podcast. Any other things you want to show before we close out?
0: Something that I want to share is that... My book was recently nominated as a finalist for books made into movies. There is a possibility that it will become a movie right now. What I'm doing is that uh, the person that is representing me will be sending books to Netflix, Amazon and other filmmakers. It's not um, a for sure thing yet, but the fact that it was nom- nominated uh, makes me so happy Uh and I'm just sharing this to show all of you that dreams come true.
1: That, that's incredible. And I'm very excited. Just hearing that, I was like, oh, that's super exciting. So
0: <laughs> thank you.
1: Yeah. So I'm very excited for you, Erica. I'm very excited for what's to come for the future. And just keep going, Erica. You're motivating a lot of people and you're going to be motivating millions of people who are listening to this.
0: Thank you, Alex. Likewise.
1: And that was Erica Alfaro showing you that. When the right place, the right time comes, anything can happen. And I want to give a huge shout out to Erika Alfaro, who's right now traveling. She's in New York City. She's making it big. She's making dreams come alive. She's giving people an opportunity by just sharing her story and give people hope. And that is something that is very amazing just to see. I was just blown away with what Erica shared and what I see her doing right now. And that is just beyond amazing to me. And a huge shout out to the person that introduces Edith Sanchez Cruz, who was part of episode nine of this season. So Edith, if you are listening, thank you so much. You have really helped out the show in a lot of ways, more than you think. I'm just so thankful that the show is just keep rolling and just making big changes to my community and my people. So thank you, everybody, for continuing to listen. Next week, we got Jessica Flores, a descendant of basket weavers, healing, and artesanos. I can't wait for you all to meet Jessica Flores, but I also can't wait to bring back a guest from Season 2, over to be a special guest co host, Maritza Herrera. Big things are happening she as we get ready for the finale of Catanation season five, but we're just gonna roll and keep on going. No so take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Attention, we are Catanation. Like what you heard? Keep listening to awesome podcast here on Katanation Studios at wearekatanation.buzzsprout.com, as well as Spotify and Google Podcasts. And to keep up with me on Instagram, go to at wearekatanation, Katanation Studios for more.